Welcome to Tales from the East End, episode 78, and we are back. Happy Valentine's Day, Prof. Happy Valentine's Day to you. We're having a lovely bubble bath here. It's uh, We're back for the first regular show of the season, and we're going to preview Waterford. Members Corner with Kieran McDermott, and a question from the East End qualifier. So Quifties is back with Trevor Clark and Jack Bourne. Yeah. So it's definitely something to look forward to. Spoiler alert, Trevor won't win the quiz this year. <laughs> El Trev, he's a beaut, an absolute beaut. He even said it when he sat down, he was like, please lads, please I'm tick. <laughs> yeah, he's honest. Um, so we have to give a big shout out to our fantastic new sponsors. It is Camille Thai Food Restaurant Takeaway in Tala Village. So um, they're having a match day deal. The Tifty's match day deal is a main course and a drink for 10 euro. And it's only gorgeous. Now, it actually is gorgeous. I know I say that quite a lot. But check it out. Camille Toy, mention the podcast. Get your match day meal deal. And it is absolutely fantastic stuff. So uh, we will be having some sort of launch soon. So look out for it. It's just in the village. If you go in towards um, Leisureplex, in and around there, where it used to be the old Extra Vision. So I remember some, that, yeah. Some fantastic grub. Yeah, I used so, to go into Extra Vision many a time. Our, uh, the old VHS tapes yeah renting streets of rage golden axe yeah so that's them Camille Toy and some fantastic grub so check them out and mention the podcast yeah it's good to be back here it's for, it's for first show mano y mano yeah happy new season while, happy it? new because season prof it's, it's been all monthly specials since October so yeah I'm looking forward to getting mm. back to the grind how's the farm yeah it's not too bad not too bad had to fly over here this morning traffic was nuts man absolutely crazy Quite windy as well. The weather know? is romantic and windy. Romantic and windy, yeah. It's one, it's one for the ages, I must say. Wistful. It is. Having a lovely coffee now. Did you see the picture of my back wall? My back wall. I did, I saw it. I fell right down. Your, when, you, your cat could have been a casualty. My wall went full Carlisle Grounds 2009. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? There's actually a great photograph of that going around somewhere. Can he be involved in it somewhere? I just got up on a Tuesday morning and half my back wall was missing. Yeah, I'd say the neighbours weren't happy with that. Well, they've got a whole fence beside it, so it's only me who's who's screwed. They're fine. Yeah, so the reaction to our Talat Stadium SAG special was uh, one of the most complimentary I think we've ever gotten. Yeah. A documentary-style uh, series, and listen, I think some of the stuff, most of the stuff that we only found out on the day as well, so it was fascinating for us recording. you summed it up afterwards. You were like, I didn't know three quarters of that. Didn't know three quarters of the struggle that we went through, that, and it was um, that show was as much for our benefit as anyone else's. Yeah, it was absolutely fascinating, and really, really was. I mean, I can only imagine people who actually lived through it, went to the meetings, being brought back through all that, and for the ones who didn't know about it, very informative. So I think it's definitely one for everybody to listen to, just to know what Rovers went through trying to get to Tallaght Stadium. So um, uh, Alan O'Martin. Just wanted to say, lads, love the latest episode. Those bits of Rovers history are so valuable to the club and the fan base. Keep it up, top quality, listen, KOH. So uh, so this is only a couple of selection. We love tooting our own horn. So mm-hmm. uh, JMK on the forums, they got through it this evening. Well done, lads. The memories, the frustrations, the anger and the joy, the Rovers. Yeah. Well, Gary lost his password to the forum, so he's only hearing this for the first time now. I have to go back on to that. I, there's no option to get your password back. <laughs> there, it, there's not, is there? I don't know I haven't I'm nearly sure there's no option I've just been stayed log- logged in now for years yeah so. that's what I had but then 
fucking I lost my phone and Mlad of Boleslav. Do you remember that? Passport the whole lot on its way to fucking Brucey Munch and Gladbach. I think Ray Whelan saved me. Um so yeah, some uh, some really good feedback. Really delighted with it. Uh, SFPR. I listened to the whole episode. Thought it was really excellent. It was really interesting to hear the whole saga and it was full of nuggets I hadn't previously been aware of. Well done to all concerned and looking forward to part two. Uh, RBFC fourteen best episode in a while. Robert Mick are a treasure trove of memories. True Rovers legend. So uh, definitely, definitely was. You could sit there with a the whack all night, couldn't you? It's one of those like I knew the whack had done an awful lot for the club, but it wasn't until we actually went through it all. I could comprehend just how much this man has given to Roberts. It's unreal. But then you have Robert. Robert. And the same for Robert. He amazes me. Like he, I asked him for a couple of questions for the gaff and Noel Sinnott this weekend, and he just knocked out, knocked it out of park. Like the questions he sent were fucking brilliant, and little nuggets of. It was like it was like watching reeling in the ears because he he knew what was going on because it was anti anti Irish bias there, anti British bias at the time and. So Noel was raised in London, so he mentioned that there could have been some anti-English bias towards him. So like little nuggets like that that he remembers from that period in time. It's just fantastic memory, and uh, we're really lucky to have him. Yeah, two guys who were both central to the whole thing and had great memories, so I couldn't ask for two better, I guess. Yeah, absolute crackers. Gary, you said that Mick has been texting you, and he ends every single text with, love to win the cup. Love to win the cup. <laughs> He's so mad. It's classic whack. You'd be like, what? yeah, what's the story? How's things? How's the bus going? Ah, oh, yeah, it's grand. It's full up there. Love to win the cup. <laughs> also got a, a hysterical reaction to Connor's corner. Oh, but man. pretty much entirely within our WhatsApp group. And then someone asked, do you think anyone outside us... Yeah, we're in a bubble. This as much as we're we in do. a bubble here, aren't like, uh, No. I don't think they do because they don't know what goes on. I think we've proven that we're perfectly willing to alienate our listeners yeah. for Connor's Corner. I think it's so, worth yeah. it. It's 100% worth it. Um, any other news? We have uh, the George Bourne Memorial Quiz last month. Prof, you were, uh, ended up mid-table. You let the team down. Thanks very much. Uh, well, not to, not to slag off just amazing, but how are the questions this year? The Clayton struggled. They weren't their uh, usual whirlwind selves and Paddy was really impressive again though some of the answers he came up with like it's like I just stared at him for a few seconds like <laughs> why do you know this <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we requested Finner so we got him oh you got but, Finner uh, yeah good stuff sadly we, we, we weren't able to defend our crown same team again me Ryan Negrew Paul Caton Senior and Junior uh, it was Brandon Kavanagh at the girls table remember last year uh Dean Dillon was getting ribbed because he was with the three girls. They always and, get the own for it, don't they? And they finished uh, like rock bottom in the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in this case, Brando ended up switching. And uh, Risky Rebecca Dunn, she had uh, Aaron McAniff. What was the name of the, the girls' table? Well, we all, I think some of us did submit names, but then Buzz was like, no, you're not getting your own names. You're just, <laughs> you're just getting the players' name. <laughs> Crank. So McAniff ended up switching to the, the, the team that was leading at the time. And then they ended up uh, coming second in the playoff. But uh, not our year. We came 10 points off the leaders. Uh, the junior hoops, for all their talk, only narrowly two points ahead of us in mid-table. We'll get them. Don't worry, Prof. We'll get them. In the words of the great Tony Argar, they're all fur coat and no knickers. <laughs> about uh, 46 people came up to me beforehand making the same joke about my phone. All thinking they're bloody hilarious. <laughs> Even Bradzer was giving me cheek about the phone. Bradzer was getting involved. 
and having said all that, a certain member from the winning table blatantly had their phone out the whole time. So will they be harried and hassled by the junior hoops for a whole year because of this? The father-daughter no. combo. No, they won't be hassled. And I hope Blatant Joe, bullying prof, we'll get them, don't we? I hope Joel Castrain shows a bit more loyalty than Cabo did to us. That's all I'll say. <laughs> will he be the snitch in the camp? If I say I'm like the tiebreaker, the two teams were unreal in that round. Because the question was, how many games has Pele played in his career? Ah, oh, come on. Closest to the number, obviously. Yeah, closest. I'll say but 989. It was... It was uh, 1,300 and something. Fuck. And the two of them had 1,300 and something. Same answer. In, in their guesses. They were only like five or six apart. That's good knowledge. It was an epic tiebreaker, I must say. So that was the quiz and uh, Cracker of a Night. So well done to all involved. And, um, oh, so that was a great, a great social event every year. I love it. And hopefully we get more of them. Um, hopefully we start to put on more of these nights because they're a good money spinner as well. When you open up the bar. Uh, teammates the series has been continuing online we had Lee Grace and Brandon Kavanagh stepped into the hot seat recently and almost everyone has picked Sam Bowen as the dressing room DJ so let's hope we never ever see a video of him doing his initiation again he did a rap yeah we actually saw that yeah I don't ever want to see it again so hopefully this choice of music is a bit better but they're all picking him as DJ so some of them must have liked that I don't know, I think they just kind of just leave him to it. They're just like, yeah, just give him the fucking DJ. No, someone picked Sean Boyd, was the brand though. Somebody did, yeah. yeah. And that's been, that's been enjoyable, yeah, that's been good crack. And Sam actually lost his phone getting out of a taxi in the square. He put it out on Twitter because there's uh, a lot of valuable photos. In it. It's an iPhone 6, picture of a young girl holding a cat on the cover and it's his man as a kid, so uh, hopefully he gets <laughs> his phone back, young Sam. Hashtag get bow on his phone. Hashtag get bow on his phone. And um, the Rovers, we had a couple of friendlies on Saturday, 2nd of February. Beacom TD 2-0 at the Rollstone with goals from young James Furlong. And how are we pronouncing this? Is it Orhan Fokic? Let's go with that. That sounds great. Our Austrian trialist. And later that evening, we drew nil all with Galway at Drom Park. Is it... Um, he's, his nickname is Oki. So yeah. there could be a bit of a K in there. Oak, Orkan. Lots of potential for songs there. Yeah, definitely. Props to the brave souls who travelled all the way up to uh, Salt Hills ground to see no goals and no trialists in a pre-season friendly. Personally, yeah. I think you're bonkers. Ulterior motive. But east, east of the round, I suppose. Here, should I try to run a bus? <laughs> yeah. Fell flat in its face. Only Pico was, was involved in the two friendlies that day. And uh, Greg Bolger finally played his first pre-season game. Yeah, he'd been absent, noticeably absent as well. Apparently he was excellent against Brentford as well. We'll talk about that. Some people, Soon. even at this point, were concerned that we weren't scoring goals. But I remember a season, it was the Kenny season, where we were lashing teams out of it. I think we beat Waterford 8-0. Gary O'Neill scored a hat-trick. So forgive me if I put no stock in pre-season results. You, I don't think you can because you you know very well it's in the players' minds when they're in pre-season that it's just getting minutes into your legs. The result does not matter. The mentality to win the game is not necessarily there as it will be to win a league game. You have to understand that. Like They're not yeah. going out there to win at all costs and get the three points. They're going out there to get minutes in their legs and get fit. That's it. Yeah. So fair enough, the result, the result doesn't matter. It's all about getting minutes into the legs, and it's a different story when they enter across that white line of Waterford. They're out to get the three points, a different attitude, so won't look too much into it. And uh, a note on Archie 
McPhee, Scottish Troilus we had uh, the previous week. Finn Harps fan said he was surprised we had him up front because he's a left back. Played left back for Harps against Galway and Sligo and looked very good at left back. Are you kidding me? You serious? Stick him up front there, lads. Man. Um, <clears throat> the following Friday would be Brentford B, a Dylan Watts penalty and a goal by Dean Dillon. So, uh, I you see the say, highlights was on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Jack Bourne dropping shoulders left, right, and centre. Yeah, looking fantastic. He's a name on everyone's lips. I can see he's, he looks lethal outside the box. He's just gonna. I think we're gonna see a couple of crackers out of him. Corlers top corner. You know, he's he just he's able to get rid of a defender just at the click of a finger and just drop a shot in, making the, the keeper work. I can't wait to see this guy. He initiated the move for the second goal, I think, mm. wasn't he? He played Carr in. Carr cut it back. Carr looked great, excellent great the highlights as well. How many times have I said it last season? He's How winner. valuable is Carr out wide, though? Because he puts in great balls. And he even scored a, he got a disallowed goal. He got a header, so he's getting in the box as well. So you're he's a wide man for you? If, uh, if the Austrian, shall we say, takes off, then yeah. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so that is it. Looking good. Uh, I think that's our business done, Prof. I reckon it's our business done now for pre-season. I think the transfer window is open until the end of February, but that's it, yeah. I, th- I can't see us bringing anybody else in. We have we did sign Sean Cavanagh after the first game last season. If anything comes up, I think we'll, we'll take the chance. Put mm-hmm. it that way. Like uh, like Danny Carr. Danny Carr was similar as well, wasn't he? He was a late signing. Late-ish. Hmm. It was on trial for maybe three weeks nearly, but actually oh, he went to Portugal now. Yeah, Cabo yeah. actually missed the first game of the season. Yeah. So um, that is it so far. We're going to move on. Uh, the Bowls tickets went on sale at this game as well. So the members' tickets have been snapped up. Season tickets, season ticket holders can now buy them as well. So get your tickets. I think the kids are sold out. Uh, it's going to be Jaden's first trip to Daily Mount Prof. Right. So uh, can't wait. For this one, Monday night, bit of bants with Trev on the greatest league in the world as well. Between him and Andy Lyons, they were uh, talking about who's gonna win. I think he was saying something. Your man Lyons was saying something about can't wait, can't wait to go to Tala. And Trev says, "Yeah, I think I'll just have to cut in and bury one in the top corner and Daily Mount again." <laughs> so it was a good bit of crack. Yeah, so they stem on sale. If you haven't got it, go now. Get your uh, your ticket for balls because it's gonna be a cracker, and we fucking owe them. We owe them. My God, do we owe them. We owe them a spanking. I gen- like, seriously, we're going to talk about the Bowls game already. How much of a spanking do we owe these? And if you look at their squad, they've they've lost. They haven't really recruited well, but they, they, they tend to go for these young guys coming back from England who are good footballers, but they're unproven at any sort of professional level above academy. So you're looking at it and you're thinking, gee, we need to, we need to go out there and look at the names on our team sheet. We need, we need to go out there and just fucking put them to the sword, and and show them for what they really are, an amateur outfit. So, um, be interesting to see. Anyway, be a good crowd, and uh, we'll probably talk about it in a while. But our allocation for Waterford is sold out as well, and we're looking for more hungry, hungry Rover fans, looking for more tickets. So it's going to be absolutely packed out. Uh, members packs as well at the Brentford game I got mine as well the lovely badge is now up on Johnny Blue's wall on our scarf of badges and uh, it's uh, it's a lovely one so do not forget to collect your members pack and they can get them sent out as well so um, you can get your members scarf at the Derry game as well on the 22nd fourth home game of the season so don't forget that as well 
over 1200 season tickets prof sold as of two weeks ago so probably a good few late ones bought as well since then so it's a uh, steady steadily rising up and looking good for the new stand Are you looking forward to the new stand definitely yeah can't wait can't wait to like i like it when it's steep i mean i hate i hate richmond behind the goal in the shed it's always a good atmosphere it's a good crack but you can't really enjoy the football uh, this is much different so it's much different it's steep it's a great view and I'm hoping we can all cram into it because on a good day the east stand and the main stand if you mix them all together into the one and the new into the main stand and the new stand we should be able to fill them comfortably and make it look good you know what I mean or like what's the attendance of the new stand is it 2000 yeah I think it's around that so 2000 there and then you could have let's say we get three and a half thousand four thousand it'll look fantastic so although I'm moving there is to the detriment of uh, of the name of this show <laughs> yeah I think this could actually be a massive thing for it, home games for it could Robbers. be a master stroke as regards atmosphere for atmosphere for sound for TV for displays yeah I think it really could be a master stroke because you're gonna we're gonna I mean think about it we're gonna be shooting hopefully sense will come of it and we'll shoot into that end how cool the, that look in the second half first goal in that end even even shooting into it for let's say we're 1-0 down or it's one all you're shooting into that end you get a late winner fucking place is gonna go nuts stand is gonna look amazing Danny Carr backflip into it we'll catch him <laughs> someone catch him yeah. raise him up to the Lord <laughs> it's got uh, hopefully it it, um, it it goes down a tree I think it will anyway I'm all in favour of it so that's the season tickets out of the way they are selling like hot cakes and uh, so it's Members Corner now and we have an interview with Kieran McDermott from Roscommon and Robert Goggins caught up with Kieran Robert? in Talat last Friday to talk all things Rovers. And who's authority? I'm a member! Hello and welcome to the Members Corner. This is Robert Goggins speaking here. I've taken over as the interviewer from Carl Riley. and from now on in it's just going to be me and Gary Parsons on the podcast. So things are going to get very interesting around here. I have here with me Kieran McDermott, who is a club member. Hello. And we're going to ask Kieran a couple of questions. Firstly, Kieran, can I ask you how did you get into following Rovers, and do you remember what your first game was? Yeah, um, well, I'm going back to the '60s, really, to start following Sam Rovers. Uh, as a young dad growing up, going to school, I. Um, picked Frank O'Neill as my hero and when we used to play uh, soccer as it was then back in the days uh, in school or in afterwards I always called myself Frank O'Neill and then we had the, you had Tony Sheehan as well we used to do this, uh, the Sunday evening soccer report and I always, he, he always came in with this uh, my game today was at Milltown and I, I couldn't wait to, to get to see Milltown and come on Growing up in Roscommon's here, I was so far away from Shamrock Rover, I didn't get to see them until I, I came to work in Dublin in 1969. And of course, the minute I got a chance, I was out to Milltown to see Shamrock Rovers and to see Milltown and to see Frank O'Neill playing. So that was how I became a Shamrock Rovers supporter, fan and everything. Frank O'Neill was, was, was my hero growing up. Great introduction. <laughs> so um, we were talking there earlier, a few minutes ago, uh, what was your favourite European trip? Favourite European trip was the Iceland trip. Um, it was the last one the year before. Um, the Iceland trip, anyway. That was, uh, even though it was a bit expensive, but it was very good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. What did you like most about it? Um, it 
the way the crowd got together at the end of the match, the the the, 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 the Rover supporters and the way with, uh, the team and the the way the, everything gelled after, after at the end of the match, it was yeah. uh, fantastic. And, and the fact that we won, and we won it, well. a great goal, mm-hmm. Gary Shaw, of course, made it a great trip. <laughs> yeah. And we were going to ask you who your favourite player is, but there's no um, doubt about that now because you've told us. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else would have been a favourite of yours? Of course, Brian, yeah, Mick Leach, you know. <laughs> There's so many of them over the years. Okay. Ronnie Nolan, uh, Ronnie, uh, Paddy Mulligan, all them, you know. Right, so guys from the 60s. So what about the Tala era? Who would be your favourite player? Ah, Twig, of course. Um, anybody that scores goals <laughs> would be... Would be yeah. Is anyone that scores goals yeah. is going to be popular, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, you're the owner of the Roscommon Hoops flag that we see. I'm not actually... Uh, I'm just, Mike Legan was the man that, that started it off. Mike Legan... Uh, got the flag printed, but then uh, I was I was I was early to matches, and Michael left the flag to me. To, both of the former scumming, like anyway. So we we are the hoops. But there's, there's more than us, like, but uh, we're the main, main people who are scumming hoops. And we thought you were the scumming. No, no, no. Mike Legan was the man that that uh, started all off and got the flag made up and everything and paid for the flag. So it's his flag, really. <laughs> Well, Fred used you for being so honest. Uh, tell us how long you are a member and why did you become one? I'm I'm only a member three or four years now, but uh, I I I'm retired now and I've you know I've nothing else to do really. And I'm retired, retired like when I uh, I, I I had other since I retired uh, I had other work to do and then I spent a few years in the music business and then I gave that up and. I'm into you know, so I might as well go the whole hog now and become a member, and that's what I thought. I can. And um, being a fan, do you think that fans owning the club is the best way to go? It is, yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, it is. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's the right way, and it, it 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 brings the members in, brings the supporters in, and gives them a, an involvement in the club and a sense of some involvement with the club. Like. And when you say that, you would be comparing to what happened before the club became a members' own club. Well, <laughs> you go back to the seventies. <laughs> it was it was a, a one man job. <laughs> uh, do you think, uh, Kieran, there are ways to improve member numbers? Like, are there any more benefits that you think the club could come up with? Well, for a start off, I think that there should be a charter of rules, and that might uh, by doing that, something like that, you know might be um, a way of, of getting things organised. Uh, we're, we're not really attracting members now at the moment and you know it's a pity uh, because if, if, we, if we could double our membership or even triple it, it would be a fantastic thing for the club like. It would be, you know, it, it would leave the club pretty. Yeah, it's a way of but, supporting the club. Yeah, it's just a way of supporting the club. And it's also probably, you know, um, People probably be proud to be part owner of the club. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, owner. definitely, because yeah. it, it always comes up in conversation, like when you know, down the country or anything, that functions or anything like that, and you say that you're a member or part owner of Shamrock Rovers. Which is <laughs> people, true, yeah. People look at you like, yeah. Exactly. Um, just going back to last season, uh, do you want to tell us who you voted for player of the year? I voted for the man that won it, <laughs> and I voted for Gavin as well. So... <laughs> So you it, got a right it, in both counts. It, I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, so you must have been really glad to see. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. I was. I so that was Lee Grace for the first time, uh, and Gavin Bazoon yeah. for the young player of the year. And who do you tip to be your MVP this year in 2019? 
our most valuable player. I'm hoping Jack Byrne maybe. Because looking at pre-season and maybe Jack can keep producing and, and, and keep the, the goods coming. Maybe he, he uh, shows up shows something this year. So he could be as influential as his namesake who led us to glory in the four in a row here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I can, I can see comp comparisons with him and, and other good players over the years. <laughs> there was a lot of debate among Hoops fans during the close season about the striker uh, situation. What were your own views on that? Yeah, I think we need one... I think we need one out-and-out out striker, a man that can put the ball in it regular. Like, if you get three chances, I think you should score one of them. And um, we we need a man that can do that. We, we haven't got one since Gary Twig left, so, so hopefully maybe we'll come up with one of them. Because with it, like, it's all about scoring goals. You go back to Shawnee Maguire with Cork. Look at all the goals that the Dundalk scored. Like, they're winning leagues. Just scoring goals. If you don't score goals, you don't win anything. Okay, and we've had an Austrian trialist in uh, recently. Would you start him in Waterford? I didn't see that match. Green? No, I didn't see that match. But um, uh, so you wouldn't know much about. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But uh, what I did see was um, Archie McPhee, McPhee playing, and I think we tried a different system that day. I think we tried it was something like a four-three-three, with Carr out on the left, and something like that. A system like that now could could uh, be uh, very beneficial for us. And it would be awkward for the opposition, and it would be very hard for the opposition to manage, because in the past we found it hard to break down teams that have defended against us. But with the likes of Carr, maybe Finn out, uh, you know, somebody out, uh, out wide and, and a, a decent centre forward in front. We, we, we could break down that you know, a defensive team. Yeah, so you could have up. a centre forward and you could also have another striker on the pitch. On the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Rather than two up front. You, you, like with Carr out left, it's, it's giving you the option of, of an extra striker playing wing, you know? Yeah. Uh, the club is celebrating 10 years in Talek here. And, uh, what's your stand up memory from a game here so far? Oh, it's hard to. Um, <laughs> we've had some good memories um, yeah uh, some of the European matches I suppose uh, some of the European wins um, I, um, it's hard to say there's so many good memories it's hard to pick out one yeah you have quite a lot uh, yeah and I suppose if you had more time to think about yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you got a favourite Tala goal scored it's probably when I think of it now probably Marty Waters goal against in the European matches one of Marty's goals in uh, was it the Luxembourg crowd that so we beat? Uh, Marty Water scored two, I think. But one of them goals, uh, you one, know, one of those sticks out <laughs> yeah, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Always, it's always the goal. <laughs> yeah, the goal that stick out. Like uh, you know, you'll always come away at the end of the year talking about some of the goals that were scored during the year. <laughs> you don't keep any of them on tape or no, like I don't. That? No. no. Uh, you're a retired member of Angarda Chacon, is that correct? <laughs> I am, yeah. yeah. Where did you serve? You served uh, in the Dublin Metro. Well, I did in Malahide. I was in Malahide. It was my first station back in 1973. <laughs> and then I was in Coolock for five years. So then I went down the country, down to Leash. <laughs> did you ever nick any Robert songs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I attended many a match. 
Para comprar a Nicola, hoje em dia tem umas fases. Ok, but you don't ever remember if you nicked any Rovers fans? I doubt it, I doubt it, no, no. Nobody ever said they were anyway. No. Ok, well look Kieran, that's great and thanks very much for doing the Members Corner with us. I think you enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Ok, right, Robert, thanks. Yeah, so best Members Corner ever. I think Robert's going to be a permanent fixture now. He's moving in on my turf again. Fantas- yeah, he's he's mooching in, all right. Fantastic stuff from Robert, and Kieran is a great lad. And yeah, one of the first faces you see as you enter the suite. Exactly, yeah, because he's, he's one of the programme setters. I always walk in to um, the suite before the game at like six o'clock, and then all I hear is, Will! <laughs> well. I, know, I know I'm going to get an earful from Kieran. But uh, yeah, he mentioned Frank O'Neill many times there, big fan of his. As you'll hear there, we, we're asking everybody for their favourite moments and goals from Tada because it's 10 years this year. And he actually picked out Marty's goals against Progress Unicorn. Jesus. To be honest, I can't remember what they were like. I'm just I'm trying to think yeah. now. I can't yeah. really remember. That's a str- yeah, I'm going to have to look back on that. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I remember getting scalded in Boleslav by him. I won't say why. <laughs> trying to get some memorabilia for Johnny Blues and I got I got scalded. So, um, yeah, he's a good lad. Some fantastic stuff from Kieran again. And, uh, yeah, so everything is falling into place nicely. Bit of transfer news. Uh, Dean C-Block Williams has gone to Athlone, on t- on Athlone Town on loan. So I think that's a great move. No uh, pressure there, really. No pressure. Um, st- probably play every game. So definitely a fantastic move for him. Hopefully he can bang them in and show them what he's made of. I love a success story. From the first division, because we haven't have we had one really since Amund and Kilduff. No, like we can't alone, name alone anybody. To the no, first division, definitely not. Dobbs did knock in a few eventually for Wexford. Uh, no, not really. Wouldn't have hit any more than five or six. Uh, that was, was last time anyone got ten. I think Kilduff. Definitely maybe. not. No, yeah. I think and I think Dobbs gone to Longford. Is he? I think he's gone to Longford. I'm not too sure, but um, those high hopes for him. Uh, we Aaron Bulger gone to Cardiff on loan and he made his debut in a de- I think it was a three do- three two defeat came off the bench doing Coventry possibly it's a strange one isn't it this whole loan thing what do you make of it it's unprecedented isn't it I, I can't think of any situation where this ever happened before and a uh, League of Ireland player being loaned to a Premier League club you like it could be an ex- it could be like a, a a trial disguised as a loan see how he gets on let's have a look at him. Outside the transfer window, bring him in and see how he gets on. I don't know. I really don't. It's a strange one. People saying it makes no sense, so I, I, I disagree with that. I think it actually does make some sense. It's kind of win-win. For That's us. what I was thinking. I thought it was win-win. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we get back a better Aaron Bolger. Yeah, or well, worst case scenario, we get back an injured Aaron Bolger. But True. we do. We we are getting back an Aaron Bolger with more experience playing at possible, poss- probably a higher level of academy football over there on the twenty threes. So. Um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, he wasn't going to get in really with us this season, was he? I mean, look at the the talent we have in the midfield. I don't think he was going to get a game, so it's good to get him over there and play at a higher level. It, so, it is weird, kind of work it out in your head though. Not good enough to get in our team, so he's gone to the Premier League. <laughs> yes, it is a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. We Gavin Bazunu, Rovers legend. Can we say that? Why not? Yeah, has officially depend- departed from Manchester City. Independent on Cork. Yeah, high hopes. And Kevin Horgan has returned to Galway and he made his debut as well in a 2-1 loss 
I was the under 18s. Yeah, so uh, unfortunate, but he is uh, starting to make waves. And apparently he is the first goalkeeper signed under Pep's reign as regards to the youth setup. So um, Pep doesn't fuck around with his goalkeepers. Likes him to be able to play football, and Bazuna certainly can. I can see Bazuna being third choice there. If not now, then eventually. Like, well, that was the rumour, wasn't it? That yeah. he would be brought in for League Cup. And uh, to deputise if there was any injuries or anything like that. So it's fantastic to see. And he's a good head in him. So I wish him all the luck in the world. And um, yeah, I think uh, that's that's <coughs> my tip. Next, Ireland, Ireland's next number one. That's what I say. Oh, it's a banker. Um, yeah, so moving on to targets that didn't materialise. Uh, Dave McMillan joined Hamilton on loan. So that's scuppered our chances of signing him. For the time being, anyway. So that's that out the window. He's decided to stay in Scotland. Then we confirm the signings of a young German goalkeeper, Leon Polge, and striker Orhan Vojic. And uh, they both came in on the second half against Brentford. So totally unknown entities. And it should be very interesting to see how we get on with them. So, Yeah, Ogi is of Bosnian descent. So he's played for the Bosnia under-19s, but he's born in Austria. And he was bought by Wolfsburg. Let's remember that. Yeah. So anyone who's bought by a German Bundesliga team at any level surely has to have something about them. Now, you could say that we're just fucking clutching our straws here, but I don't think that's the case. If you're bought... Like, for instance, if a Premier League team bought one of our players, our strikers, for a set amount of cash, like, you're going to look at them and say, OK, there's something about them. There has to be something there. So hopefully we can reinvigorate him and he can get himself fit and... Hopefully mm. bang in those 20 goals and Pat you can give me my 50 euro. <laughs> oh, it's transferred now, is it? It's, oh, it's definitely double or nothing, yeah. yeah. He had a good record for the Wolfsburg on the 19s and he paid for the reserves the last couple of years. I saw that. The, the Wolfsburg, Zwei, uh, wasn't it? Although I'm not sure how, I can tr- how much I can trust his Wikipedia page. It was tampered with. There was a bit of an incident, all right. Yeah. Apparently he's Twiggy's cousin. <laughs> As for Paul's, he... Uh, Started his youth career at a German club in the fourth tier, and then he went to Tadcaster Albion in the seventh tier of English football. Jesus. Yeah, so that is going to be our backup. And um, I don't know who old he is. I assume I think he's about twenty. I think he's early twenties. I'm going to presume Keen Clark is going to jump in there as Tord as well. So hmm. uh, Brandon Cabinet scored the only goal. Uh, lovely finish in the Ireland under twenty ones one nil win over the Ireland amateurs last week. So Trevor Clark and Aaron <coughs> Boulder also started so that would have been the likes of Crumlin United and Bluebell had a couple of players some country players as well mid-season as well so the lads will be fairly fit our lads have been pre-season so um, yeah, definitely uh, definitely one to watch young Brandon struggle to see how he's going to fit into this squad I think he might play a bit part role this year but he's definitely got the talent and where's his best role is he in the 10 role does he play out wide Exciting, exciting player. I can see him coming off the bench an awful lot. Definitely looking forward to seeing him in the hoops again. Uh, we have big congratulations to James Furlong, who scored pre-season as well, didn't he? Toby Owens, who were called up to Ireland under-17 squad to face Poland and Belgium and Spain this week. So some great experience for the lads to go over and soak in some international football at that level. And we had four players in the under fifteen as well last yeah. week. So the Roadstone project is well and truly underway and flying so um, Shane Keegan um, wrote an article for the Times about how there's only five Premier Division players born in December how did that come about? At first, I was that's re- a prof fucking move that is I was reading the article and I was like what is this about? but there actually was a bit of relevance to it like, apparently there's some discrimination over players 
born that late in the year okay. when they get called up to country squads and he interviewed Lee Grace about it and he was like some of his friends were born in January and they were being called in even though he's probably better than them so I don't understand it but apparently it's a real thing <laughs> literally a month in the difference like it doesn't make any I've, sense I don't know so uh, Lee Grace Ronan Finn Chris Shields Chris Forrester and Graham Cummins so they're all born in December it's a strange old lad because I like Shane Keegan though yeah, he does good stuff. Plus, he, he plugs. Plus, he plugs us. Exactly. That's, what I like <laughs> That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Boyd went to the Electricity League launch, uh, which is probably a good show. So, I mean, he's injured, so just send him along. It's the best thing to do. Don't have to interrupt your training schedule and send a player that you might need to work on drills or anything like that. So, Dundalk beat Cork two one. Flying through the news. Dundalk beat Cork 2-1 in the President's Cup on Saturday and they still have a very strong 11 prof, let's be honest. Oh, they're the team to beat. They really are the team to beat. And I, like I said, I was on... Between the Sheds. Between the Stripes podcast and I I just don't think Cork are going to do well this year at all. I never liked how they played. Anytime we played against them, fair enough, they might have beat us, but they just... Look at their ins and outs. Look at who they the ins and outs is stark, isn't it? Look at who they've replaced with the ones who've gone out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking at. So I'm I'm not convinced of their. I think they're they've done well in the transfer market, and I just don't like the style of football they play. I think they'll be found out, and uh, we'll finish above them. So that's the that's the show for this week. We will finish above Cork, but um, yeah, Holman was back and he's looking sharp as ever, scoring goals. Chris Shields, did you see his pass? Out towards the left that swung in the second oh Jesus that guy is if you give him space he's excellent he really is so we'll move on the soccer public highlights will be cut in half and another absolute disgrace let's be honest like why why are you doing that I put this down to the new head of RTE Sport staunch man. so he the first thing he has done is come in and said soccer you're cut came in and I think he's having well, more coverage to the guy let's be more specific he's cutting League of Ireland football yeah Which all the Champions League and all so they're going to be there in full force mm. and even <clears throat> James Lowe put me onto this he said he's done with the Soccer Public podcast because they're promoting Premier League now they're promoting Champions League talking about all that so they're active they're giving 10 minutes to League of Ireland now on that podcast I've actually never listened to that one before. I've listened to the odd time, but yeah. it was mostly League of Ireland. But now, now it's it's gone out the window. So I just they're completely neglecting the league now. So they're dead to me. Apparently, what they're doing is there's 18 or so games in RTE, and what they're going to do is they're going to have cameras around the every ground, and they're going to cut in with clips of goals. I think this is what they're saying. So they're going to incorporate it into the, the into the live games. Yeah, fucking stupid. No, it's a good idea if you've got a good highlight show as well. Yeah. But to just gut the highlight, Sean, morph it into well, that. games where there is no live game, we're still waiting for Monday to see goals. It really is. It's very, very frustrating. Because it is a good show, let's be honest. We all watch it. We all watch it. And now it's cut to a half an hour. Fucking disgrace. Um, we'll move on to Gary McCabe announcing his retirement. <laughs> so uh, good luck to Gar And a fantastic serving for Rovers. And we'll never forget that Belgrade goal. Watch that goal again. <laughs> Seriously, Google Gary McCabe. Belgrade what a goal it's one of the most underrated Rover goals, Rovers goals of all time it's because of the calibre of opponent the calibre of opponent and the absolute audacity of him to even try what he did and to stroke it home like 
fucking amazing 99 times over 100 none of that would have came off (laughs) never absolutely stunning goal and even just in general he was I think a bit more application we could have got so much more out of him you know he was he's only 30 by the way yeah still only 30 I think he's playing for Killamana I think he's signing for Killamana good record for us 59 goals in 241 appearances 25 goals off of Twiggy or how many goals well, 20 odd goals off Twiggy yeah so uh, yeah so good luck to Gary McCabe and um, hopefully we'll try and get him on the podcast soon we'd Borky was gone on loan to Gillingham and he's now in a relegation scrap so good luck to him and hopefully he bangs in a couple of goals they've given him the number 10 jersey and they've planted him right in the middle of the park so he's going to be doing what he did for Rovers hopefully given a creative licence so good to see Borgie playing a bit of ball. A bit of a scapegoat at Preston, wasn't he? Yeah. Hooked off at half-time once or twice. Fans giving him dogs abuse. So. I saw someone reviewing all Preston's Irish signings. That was a good article. Yeah. Burke wasn't overly criticised around them, but he was in the sort of, you know, not a success yeah. camp. Which is kind of true. Yeah. Let's be honest. And uh, other league news, we had the Boas withdrew from the Red Lemonade Cup after their quarter final home game was called out with a frozen pitch only five minutes before kickoff. Now I know Lens of senior league games that went on all over the country that weekend, so how could they not get Daily Mount um, like how could they taw the pitch for such an important important game? Such an important <laughs> game. How could they not get that done? I mean That's the five minutes part. That's that's the amazing bit. Five minutes, everybody in the ground. Ah oh, it's crazy. And the boo is ringing now. The boo's ringing now, yeah. And um, on a sad note, Bowden Hoop on the forum wrote this. Derek Fox passed away last Saturday. On March 4th, 1978, Derek Big Deck, Mark Tipper, Rody Gorman and I mitched off from class in the College of Commerce in Ratmines to go to the replay of the FAI Cup tie between Rovers and Finn Harps. Ray Tracy scored an injury time at the end of the second half to get extra time for the hoops and Ray scored again an extra time to give Rovers a 3-2 win. It's almost 41 years since that match and it's very sad that Derek has passed away before his 60th birthday. Sincerest condolences to his family and his many friends and may he rest in peace. Yeah, it was a lovely tribute, especially to mention that game. I've heard a lot of fans mention that game. Because I think we were losing 2-1 in the 90th minute. And Rowers fans like were leaving the ground. And then they heard about the equaliser. And then they all rushed back in again. Because it was going to go with extra time. Mm. And then we won 3-2 after extra time. Tracy scored again. Absolute scenes. And Ray Tracy, Rovers legend. Send them through. So um, yeah. So once once again, it's condolences to the family. And we have some. We actually have some junior hoops news. We're actually gonna give them some airtime, considering the the civil war that still exists between us. So junior hoops are open for signups online. You can do it in the ground as well, uh, in the club shop, or at the. You can do it at the dairy game. Uh, there's no date for the launch yet, but the junior hoops will be based at the square end of the west stand this year and we hope to, they hope to make as much noise as possible so sign up to get an exclusive Rovers player sticker book and the usual goodies plus the chance to train with the first team during the summer membership is a tenner per child and it is uh, fantastic stuff all joking aside the lads do fantastic work and they really are a credit to the club so uh, definitely get the kids down and make some noise they'll be in where the away fans go for the past 10 years in Tala that is where they are going to park themselves off yeah so new quifties and um, it's going to be a cracker today so we have the two boys Trevor and Jack yeah Trevor it's almost tradition now every year we, we start with him Trev fresh off his exploits from uh, from what no I, I'd finish speaking 
Go shop his exploits. So here's Trevor and Jake. Right, so we're back at the Rollstone for a brand new season of questions from the East End. And uh, there's going to be a cup format again, beginning with a qualifying round. We have Trevor Clark, and you seem to be always forced up, Trev. Uh, last year, you were knocked out with a forced hurdle by Joey O'Brien, and we also have Jack Bourne, Rover's newest signing, taking part in his forced quiz. So we explain the rules. It's 10 questions each, 15-second time limit, and we have to take your forced answer, so think carefully. And today is not a head-to-head contest, so Trevor and Jack are among 10 players aiming to qualify for the last 16. So you could potentially both make it through. So you need to bank as many points as you can and hope that you're one of the highest scorers when the table is finished. So we're going to start with Trev. Can we have you to that <laughs> we won't know, right? So we're going to start with Trev. Who won last year's questions from the East Stand? Luke Bourne. Uh, the year before. Oh. Davy Mack. Name the new managers of St. Pat's and Sligo, respectively. Uh, St. Pat's, Harry Kenny, and Liam Buckley. Yeah, that's right. How many hat tricks has Cristiano Ronaldo scored for Juve? Three. No, zero. What animal appears on the crest of your former club, Middlesbrough? <laughs> I don't know. No. I'm not a clue. You want to take a guess? No. A lion. Liverpool last won the league in what year? I don't know. 1990. Name three counties in Munster. Munster? I want this Munster again. We gave you this before. It's your second round, haven't we got Disney? <laughs> Three seconds. Don't know. Clare, Kerry, Limerick, Tipperary and Waterford. Uh, a maths question now. Are you good at maths, Trev? What? Are you good at maths? Are we good at maths? Depends what question it is. How many sides in total would three triangles and three rectangles have? So three triangles. Three triangles. And three rectangles. Count the sides all together. Many of them got. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Think about it. Triangle. Three. Rectangle. Three triangles. Three rectangles. I don't know. All together, like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you give up. 28 or something. 21. Oh, close. <laughs> <laughs> who, who discovered America? I don't know. Christopher Columbus. A maternal instinct refers to what? Don't even know what that means. No. no. A bond between a mother and child. And finally, in the American Pie movies, what word is used to describe Stifler's mom? Oh. You should know this. <laughs> Down to pass on that one as well. It's a four-letter word. A milf. So. What has he got? One correct. One correct, so we're a task at hand, Jack. Sure. So, who is Rover's longest serving player? Which means continuous and he didn't leave and come, pa- come back, so. Four seconds. Ronald Finn. Trevor Clark. <laughs> Which player won the 2018 Ballon d'Or? That last year? Yeah. Modric. Yeah, Luka Modric. Which two teams won promotion to this year's LOI Premier Division? So who came up? Um, Finn Harps and... Okay, man, let's go. 
You see me. Yeah. What animal appears on the crest of your former Dutch club, Cambor? Dear, yeah. <laughs> Which one of these clubs were not founding members of the English Premier League in 1992? Swindon, Coventry, or Oldham? Oldham. Swindon. Oh, for God's sake. Charles Darwin developed the theory of what? Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> what is the <laughs> smallest <laughs> county in Ireland? Smallest. Um, Westmeath? No, yeah. loud. Loud, oh yeah, loud. If something cost €30, Euro, but is now 20% off, how much would you pay for it? Twenty-six. What is the Italian word for poi? Oh god, don't know. Pizza. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson starred in which crime drama series that's been out recently? I don't know. Nothing. True Detective. True Detective. So what three we got? Three points. So three points for Jack, one for Trev, and uh, nobody's out yet. Is that right? No. Depending on so the competition, that could be enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll continue on and uh, yeah, we'll see how they go. So lads, nice one. Fair play, just. Thank you. So Trevor has uh, didn't cover himself with glory once again. Got monster wrong again. He said yeah. Derry last we year. We gave him a second chance. Remember he thought Derry was a monster last year. Yeah. And Jack O'Born getting three, so that's him. He got evolution right. That was, yeah, I love that one. I love that. So uh, that was that, and we'll be hopefully have one a week now, and uh, we'll get through them. And uh, we'll be quizzing Dean Dillon, Aaron Green, Aaron McAniff, Sean Callum, Brandon Cavanagh, Alex Dunn, Orhan Vujic and Leon Poles in the next month or so. Uh, Trev got one point and Jack got three. So the three highest scoring players out of these ten lads will qualify for the first round proper. So it's all very complicated. And uh, for your audio pleasure. So, uh, Prof, give us some stats. Uh, well, the first stat I'll give you is one that still bamboozles me. We're the only team that never conceded a league goal last season in the first half hour of a game. We didn't concede a league, really? So in the first half hour of a game, we didn't concede once? No. And we only conceded 20 goals, isn't it? Yep. That's a cracker. I'm loving that. Can't take credit for it, but whatever. <laughs> Make sure to drop uh, that on Brad's This is the fourth straight season we're starting away from home. Uh, so Sligo, Dundalk, Bowes and now Waterford. Mm-hmm. Looking for three straight wins over Waterford. Haven't done that since 1992. Come on. And our away goals and conceded record was a bit strange. It was uh, 15 scored away from home. Okay. Only Bray scored a fewer last season. So, so we're, we're not exactly banging them in away from home. We were joined with Pats and Nimerick. On the other hand, 15 conceded was the second best away defensive record. So we're quite conservative away from home. Mm. Uh, 15 goals scored away from home 
in a 36 game season that was actually our worst goal scoring average rate from home since 1992 whoa it's yeah. that city baby that's it serious down that is that's something we need to improve on okay though coming up is what I've been looking forward to actually is starting 11s and predictions <laughs> I hope you've written them down, girl. Ray Whelan Sr. will be on to you again. This is uh, the toughest one we've ever had to do. I actually did mine earlier and it didn't take that long, actually. It, it is it, tough, it was, though. Okay, it was tough, but I'm happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did it. I was like, yeah, all right, go with that. Since you wrote it down, you can go for it. All right, well, according to you, you said uh, Voyage is... Uh, Apparently, yeah. So we'll go with that. We'll go with that they are ineligible because it's a couple right. of days. Even before then, though, I had him down as a super sub, so it right. doesn't change between. Tap in at the back post. Oh yeah, one 0 Okie doke. <laughs> so my starting eleven is Manus, Boyle, Grace, Pigo, and Clark. Clark back to the scene of his injury, by the way. The oh, RIC. Yeah. Byrne, Watts, McIniff, Finn, and Sean Cavanagh out wide. Okay. So what, so what Cara, formation Cara are we known for? Cara up front. Yeah. I know I, I praise Car on the wing, but until Voyage settles in, I'm staring with Car up front. Oh man, it's so tough. Such a tough one to go for. I'm gonna go with what we've been playing. I don't think Braz is gonna change the system. It's gonna be that four, three, three, four, two, three, one, three midfielders, more players. I'm gonna go Manus. Boyle hasn't really played in pre-season, so he's not going to risk done. So it's going to be Boyle, right back, Trevor left back, Joey O'Brien and Grace. So I'm not putting Pico in. It's going to be... Mm, it has to be it has to be Cavo on the left. It has to be Finn in the middle, Watts, Jack Bourne. I'm going to go Danny Carr on the right. Ooh. And Greener up front. In fairness, I don't know who my right winger is in my team. So. I don't think we really have one. So that means I'm dropping McAniff. But can McAniff play out on the way? It's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. Do you want my I, I think I want McAniff on the team. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to accommodate McAniff and I'm going to put him in a right-sided midfield role, not necessarily a winger, and then stick Carr up top. And then Greener, Maloney's favourite, to come on, banging a header. Yeah, 84 minutes ahead of him. <laughs> Back post. And, oh, I'm going to say, oh, tough one. One nil late when our back post tap in. Yep. So that is that. What are you going to say for our prediction? I'm the same. One same, yeah. Yep. And don't forget, we, we have a competition as well. It's the scorer's 11. So if you predict this, it's a, it's a, it's a tough competition though. Starting 11 and the scorers. So that'll do. So we are pretty much predicting how many goals we score as well. So if you get the starting 11 and scores, you get the signed jersey. This is a known goal. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that. So get us on, get get that in. on That's an Instagram competition. So get them into us. Tell us from the East Stand on Instagram. And um, Dan McDonald in the season, season preview wrote this about Warford. Uh, Damien Delaney brings experience with Shane Duggan. Limerick, JJ Looney Balls and Carolus Shebdukas Dundalk strength in midfield but the part of Dave Webster gone to Pats and Paul Keegan Bray were vocal in the dressing room one to watch Bastian Airy is a ter- terrific player while Reynolds is still working the fine line of his group but another interesting capture is ex-West Brom and Inverness Hughes Zach El Buzidi 
the wide man was involved in the home base under 21 squad and looks capable of making an impact so uh, Shane Duggan is a good signing JJ Loney's good season last year so they have brought in a bit of experience they've lost a bit of experience I think we'll have enough to beat them take the three points it'll be a tough game uh, they'll be strong again this year I think the head might say nil all I was kind of the same actually yeah it's, it's creeping up there isn't it so um, that is the near the end lads uh, the away tickets are sold out online and can be purchased on the night so it is a official sellout so um, fantastic to see thousand hoops in attendance hopefully and um, going down and let's fucking let's beat them on the RSC show them what we're all about and our next show will be Monday Madness with Robbie Gaffney and Nolts in it so if you do have any questions <coughs> get them into us get us on Facebook get us on Instagram Twitter and all the usual outlets we are on Stitcher SoundCloud iTunes are we going to ask people to subscribe and rate us <laughs> does that even do anything do we give a fuck about that I don't, I don't think so so that is it for this week and not uh, only that Gary but both of them will be with me on the Wack Express the Wack Express that's going to be a cracker yeah absolute cracker and then I told Alan O'Neill about it because Alan was the one who gave me Nelson's his number and I said I'm after convincing Noel to come up with me and, and the gaff don't tell me Alan's go on the bus and then Alan replies room for one more girl no the three of them on the bus what <laughs> you serious yeah. the whack express is the place to be yeah. I'm working my way through the 1970s oh my god I've left don't be a voice message <laughs> imagine him not a drop left so that is it for this week uh, thanks for listening and keep on hooping see ya Without you